Hi, I'm Bob Howard, and I just want to thank you for tuning in and watching this video. It's a very short video, but one I think is important. It's also a follow-on to a poll I did about a week ago about how to address and fix issues regarding uh, retention. And what I want to do is first kind of start off and go through a couple of comments that people left on the uh, post. And what I really enjoyed to start off was um, some of the comments that I did receive. And the first comment was from a gentleman, Joshua. So I'm going to pull that up right here. And as you can see, you know, Joshua brings up a couple of good points. He talks about the best way to survey the situation on the ground is from the ground, right? You have to have an effective communication and leadership change chain. And that's so true, right? And that leader or manager has to take that information and allow it to move up the organization. And, you know, uh, one of the things he wrote down here, it's not an easy blanket answer on how to keep and retain talent. But to me, the easiest way is always asking the talent, what can I do to keep and retain you? And while he's talking about direct meaningful engagement can fix most human related issues, and this is one of them, um, and there's a lot of different things that they do, but a true chain of command built upon respect and professionalism will always work too. Also, I got a great comment from Aubrey, and what I really liked about the feedback Aubrey gave was the importance of having a very good exit interview process in place at an organization. And what Aubrey talked about here is that, that the people that are doing the exit interviews and the individuals leaving are having an open and honest discussion about why. And that if there's common threads throughout the individuals that are leaving, that that's going to be addressed to fix the issues that people are seeing. And not all these issues that people might be bringing up are immediate fixes, but that's where the, you know, effective two-way communication and follow-up is extremely important. So thank you, Aubrey. I know that I appreciate all the feedback and individual emails I got from folks on this. So thank you. And with that, I wanted to share a video from a gentleman, Simon Sinek. And if you haven't had a chance to ever listen to Simon or read any of his books, I find it very motivating, very insightful, and really, really spot on, not only to uh, what he's discussing, but it also aligns with my feelings about leadership and management. So why don't we uh, move over with that? And I will play that right now. And I hope you enjoy it. I'll tell you a true story. A few months ago, I stayed at the Four Seasons in Las Vegas. It is a wonderful hotel. And the reason it's a wonderful hotel is not because of the fancy beds. Any hotel can go and buy a fancy bed. The reason it's a wonderful hotel is because of the people who work there. If you walk past somebody at the Four Seasons and, this, and they say hello to you, you get the feeling that they actually wanted to say hello to you. It's not that somebody told them that you have to say hello to all the customers, say hello to all the guests, right? You actually feel that they care. Now, in their lobby, they have a coffee stand. And I, one afternoon, I went to buy a cup of coffee, and there was a barista by the name of Noah who was serving me. Noah was fantastic. He was friendly and fun, and he was engaging with me. And I had so much fun buying a cup of coffee, I actually think I gave a 100% tip, right? He was wonderful. 
So as is my nature, I asked Noah, do you like your job? And without skipping a beat, Noah says, I love my job. And so I followed up. I said, what is it that the Four Seasons is doing that would make you say to me, I love my job? And without skipping a beat, Noah said, throughout the day, managers will walk past me and ask me how I'm doing, if there's anything that I need to do my job better. He said, not just my manager, any manager. And then he said something magical. So I'm going to pause it there for a second till we get into the magical part. And I don't know about you, but when I go to any type of company, whether it's retail, um, whether it's a professional meeting, in my opinion, it's human nature. And we can really tell from the discussion who really cares about what's going on in the meeting. And it's just not necessarily stating things for the purpose of sounding important or anything like that. And what Noah's communicating here is the reason why I loved it so much, obviously, at the Four Seasons is because people care. And obviously, to me, that means when they ask him if there's anything that they can do to help them, they actually follow through and do that. And that's why it's so important to him. So why don't we go back and listen to the next half? He says, I also work at Caesar's Palace. And Caesar's, at Caesar's Palace, the managers are trying to make sure we're doing everything right. They catch us when we do things wrong. He says, when I go to work there, I like to keep my head under the radar and just get through the day so I can get my paycheck. He says, here at the Four Seasons, I feel I can be myself. Same person, entirely a different experience from the, from the customer who will engage with Noah. So we in leadership are always criticizing the people. We're always saying, we've got to get the right people on the bus. I've got to fill my, wrong, my team. I've got to get the right people. But the reality is it's not the people. It's the leadership. If we create the right environment, we will get people like Noah at the Four Seasons. If we create the wrong environment, we will get people like Noah at Caesar's Palace. What I really appreciate about Simon's story is the impact of different leadership styles on one individual doing the same job at two different organizations. At the Four Seasons, he feels valued. He feels like the people are really looking out for him. They're more interested in how they can help him out versus catching him. And it's plain to see, I'm obviously going to say for the most part, most people are going to choose and say, I want to work at the Four Seasons. I want to go to a company where I know that when I'm working, they actually care about me and my role and my job. And they're going to ask me what they can do to help me be more successful. And a lot of times it might be, hey, I don't need anything right now, but thanks for asking. But you can tell that they care. And the reason why you can tell is that when you do bring up a concern and you do ask a question or you need additional help, they'll just run right up and they're going to help you out. So when someone is going over and they're saying that they're having an issue, that there's a customer issue, suggest to get everybody on the phone and talk with them and the group and the customer and go to fix that. That means a lot. That means you're showing that you care. And that's the type of environment people want to work in. But what we have to do is we have to go and do that intentionally. We have to make it part of our lives, our daily work. When you're out on the floor and you're talking to people, ask them how they're doing, but also ask them that next step. What can I do to help you out? I don't know about you, but there's been plenty of people in my career that they'll ask that question 
They'll talk to you and then you don't hear any feedback or any follow-up again on how to fix it. And that's the part that really can make a big impact overall on an, an organization's attrition rate. So really do it with intention. And don't be one of the people that just sits there and blames all the other coworkers for failures that when you look in the mirror and you're honest with yourself and you say, what can I do different? I know if I had very high attrition issues in my department, I have nothing to do but blame myself because I'm responsible for that number. And then I have to do a root cause analysis and why that's help, you know, happening. And that's what I really enjoyed about Aubrey's feedback, too, with getting the exit interview and getting the feedback through that chain, because it's important that you're getting that feedback when people are leaving. Because that's probably one of the most impactful times you're going to be honest about their opinions. And then it's critical to take that feedback and action it, as I mentioned previously. And it's up to us as leaders to do that. And you have to ask yourself, who would you want to work for? Would you want to work for Caesars? Would you want someone to walk around and say, hey, what are you doing? How come you haven't gotten this done? As opposed to someone coming out and just saying, hey, you know, I noticed that maybe your number is a little bit off. How's everything going with you? Is this something I can help you out with? Could be a personal issue and just at least understanding it and that person know that you care. They can offer you some advice and really help you to feel better about the situation you don't. Because everybody knows when they're having a bad performance, whether it's a weekly or daily issue. And people are very sensitive to that. And when I take a look back on my career, a lot of these lessons with YouTube that you can just go online and you can view and you can watch someone like Simon is lessons that took me a while to be able to learn, and I'm still learning. But that's why I want to be able to share this information, give everyone an opportunity to really look further into Simon's uh, background. But really, anytime you're at a company, it's human nature. We all know how to judge a situation. You know when a leader or a manager is actually there willing to help you out, that they're putting you before them or before the overall company, because they know in the end, the company and them and they can't be successful if you are not successful. I wanted to share one last thing before kind of I finish up here. And if you know me at all, you know, I do like to have what I call quotes. I love quotes and it makes me think. So this one from Rudyard Kipling in the Jungle Book. Now this is the law of the jungle, as old and true as the sky. But the strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. And really, that's it. Teamwork, right? Everybody has to come together. If the wolf can't, well, I'm actually not going to go on and on about it, but obviously that is critical. The wolf, the leader, cannot survive without the pack, and the pack cannot survive without a strong leader. So when you go out and you're talking to your employees, keep that in mind. And I wish you all the best. And remember, what we do matters. 